Hi, this is Matt from Clear Nutrition for You. Nutrition is a passion of mine, and I believe it can set a foundation for you to build healthy routines and habits for the rest of your life. Not only do I hope you enjoy this podcast and get a couple laughs, but I also want it to assist you on your journey of health and fitness. Enjoy. Folks, welcome to another Clear Nutrition for You podcast. We're going to try something a little different. Never tried this before, but nobody tells me what to do with this, so I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. Um, and we're going to try and do a little recipe for people and some ideas of something that you can do um, to make a quick, easy, um, healthy meal. So I've got a partner because I like to have partners on these podcasts and nobody really likes to hear me talk by myself. And so my partner is my sister, um, whose name is Hillary. So hi, Hillary. Hey, Matt. Um, and for some of you, you may know my sister because she earlier did a knife skills um, class with me where we talked about how to cut vegetables and uh, right kinds of cutting boards and knives and all of that kind of good stuff too. So that was a super fun event, right? Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. So we're I gonna try something else here. Um, and my my sister, I'm gonna let her turn over a little bit, but um, she's uh, been trained as a chef. She's very good in the kitchen. Um, and then in addition to that, she's a mom. She's got um, two. Uh, sons that she's taking care of and a husband who's out and she has her responsibilities at work so she's a busy lady so we thought this would help uh, people think about kind of how do you eat healthy um, understanding that not all of you are 51 year old with nobody living at home uh, <laughs> which one of us is yeah. so, uh, so with that said Hillary anything else that people ought to know or that you think about that's pertinent there no, I mean, not not necessarily about me in particular, not from my bio standpoint. I think you did a good job there. Good. I know you're pretty good. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So, um, Hillary, what are you going to teach people to make here? Um, so we're going to talk about something that's called chicken marabella, and it was a recipe that, you know, our mom used to make all the time for us. Um, super easy. It's a really great one if you know you have... Um, a busy day the next day to kind of prep in advance and have it ready to go just to be able to pop in the oven you know when you come home from work or um, something like that or you just know that you're gonna kind of you want to plan for this one that it, it does marinate for ideally 12 to 24 hours the longer the better so but it's definitely one I would say you know I plan out my week's foods to do my grocery shopping so I know you know on Saturday or Sunday I plan the whole week for what we're gonna make for the um, for dinner. And so I always like doing this one if I know we have soccer practice or something like that so that it's prepped and I can just put it in the oven when I get home and we have you know it ready to go. So that's what we're gonna talk about today um, is chicken marabella. So uh, just to understand, I mean, so if I was to prep this on Sunday, could I cook it on Tuesday? If you were to prep it on Sunday, you could cook it on Monday or you could cook it on Tuesday. If you wanted to have it on Sunday, you could even prep it Sunday morning okay. and have it, you know, Sunday evening. Um, All right, but you wouldn't go past Tuesday. I wouldn't. It would probably just be 
too marinated, I think. Yeah. And it's raw chicken, so I don't like to have just my raw chicken sitting in the fridge, you know, um, for too long. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, what we're gonna do is um, we have some pictures on the on the Instagram. So if you don't have your phone, grab your phone. We're gonna go through these pictures and we're gonna kind of talk about what we were doing with this, um, or what Hillary's gonna do did with it, and. Um, and go through it. So, so the first picture up here um, is the picture of ingredients. So, what is the ingredients we have here, Hillary? So, the first um, thing you want to think about with the ingredients is obviously chicken. And you can see I have a lot of chicken there. I tend. The other thing that's great about this recipe is that you can. Re it's really easy to adjust the quantity of it. So, um, if you are having a dinner party and you want to have lots of chicken, then it's really easy to adjust. Or for our, our case. Um, like I said, this is one of our favorites, so I just make a lot of it. So I have um, probably almost three pounds of chicken there, just of chicken breast, boneless, skinless chicken breast. Mm -hmm. You can also use boneless, skinless thighs if you prefer thighs. It's kind of a whatever your choice is there. Um, and then, so that's chicken breasts. And then we have a jar of capers, um, which is the jar with the red ring around it. And then a quarter cup of oregano, um, a bowl of some art. she comes back soon and this is up okay I think she's coming back uh, I lost you for a minute there yeah well I said a bowl of artichokes and then I said uh, hopefully she comes back soon and you are so a bowl of artichokes what else a bowl of artichokes chokes and then um, those are green olives and I would recommend green olives as if and they're not stuffed um, as opposed to Kalamata olives I don't think the flavor would be right and the texture of a green olive is nice and so I tend to get those just my grocery store has like a little um, olive bar and I just kind of pick a couple there to you know to my liking of how much we like to have so it's just again a lot of personal preference there um, and then olive oil red wine vinegar and I think that's everything salt and pepper if people want a little bit of salt and pepper but I think that's everything in the um, that's shown there perfect so um you know first um I love that all of this stuff is real food. I'm just going to reinforce the fact that there's nothing that's real food in there. Um, the other thing that I noticed when I was looking through these ingredients is, you know, people that are ketogenic, this would actually be a really good um, base for a ketogenic meal too, because I mean, you'd probably get some carbs out of that artichoke, but not a lot. Um, there's a lot of really good fats in there between the olives, the olive oil, the caper, all of that kind of good stuff. So, um, I mean, it's part of the reason that, I, that I'm happy we're talking about this is because, um, you know, I, I think it's a really good idea of, of how you can make something that's very flavorful um, and all real food. And again, you know, for people that are thinking ketogenic, if, you, if you're that kind of person, it, it fits for that person too. Yeah, and actually, um, when mom used to make this, she didn't put artichokes into it, and so I've added the artichokes. And so some people might say, oh, I'm not going to eat that because it has artichokes and I don't have artichokes. So absolutely, if you don't even want the artichokes, just don't put them in. Right, right. Yeah. And that would be true. Some people would say the same thing, I think, with olives. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, mean, I think the key to this thing is it's kind of probably really 
picture number two is just gonna what is two yeah start to what make this thing delicious right exactly yeah so what do we got in picture two here so picture two is just a measuring cup um and it's just showing there that it's um olive oil and red wine vinegar equal parts so again i said this is really easy to make this a bigger dish if you want to so the original recipe is half a cup of red wine vinegar and half a cup of olive oil so if you want to make it bigger then you would just use a cup and a cup or if you needed to make it smaller you could use a quarter and a quarter um and so that's really nice and and then um you take the oregano and you actually put the oregano straight into the measuring cup and you mix it in there so that it's it gets combined with the olive oil and the vinegar um, and in this case, it's a quarter cup of oregano. And so, again, real easy to go up and down, right? It's just half of the, olive, the amount of oh, olive yep. oil that you use. Right. So you got one of olive oil, one of vinegar, and half of oregano. No matter, And then you Correct. just stick to that ratio over and over and over. Correct. And it's again, it's it's red wine vinegar. So that is, oh. um, you, don't want, you don't want to use apple vinegar or white distilled vinegar, um, anything like that. It's red wine vinegar, which gives it that, a nice tang to it. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then picture three here is, I guess, are there ingredients that we said aren't mandatory, but I am going to say delicious. These, yeah. I would, I would put these on mine. Um, uh, anyway, so, so anyway, we, the, we the next thing here. Yep. So this is the chicken. Um, I like to stab my chicken with my fork just to sometimes because we are marinating it for so long. It's really nice to get that um, the flavors really to have them go inside the chicken. So I usually stab my chicken a few times and then um, put some olives on the olives and the artichokes and the capers just right on the chicken um, and then pour the marinade just right over top of it. And I think probably that takes us to the next picture yep. where it's all kind of mixed together. Um, and I just kind of move. You know, I'm big, and if you took my nice um, cooking group, if those of you that were able to, to join that, one of the things we talked about was that even distribution. So the reason you have, um, you want to know how to cut something is so that the same bite, every bite has the same taste. Um, so you don't want a big, huge chunk of, you know, this and a small piece of that. You want to have that same consistency. And so I really make sure that when I pour the marinade in that I move the chicken around a little bit so that it gets in between all of the pieces and to the bottom and stuff so that it's I don't need to continually turn the chicken because I've distributed the marinade um, throughout the whole uh, dish and it's a little bit of a thick marinade because of that oregano so it's real easy to kind of just put it on and it kind of just coats everything real nicely but I do kind of move everything around to make sure the artichokes got to the this side and there's capers over here and that kind of um, piece of it Perfect. and then I cover it with saran wrap and yeah. I put it in the fridge and I put it uh, in the fridge like I said for yeah Sorry about that. My jumping. No, no, you're good. The the good thing is, your your refrigerator is nice and clean too, so that's that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Or or empty. This must might have been the end of the week. Um. So then I cover it and I put it in the fridge. Like I said, you know, the long, you know, if I put it in, you know, if I made it on the in the evening, then I'll have it the next day. And I just and I don't ever turn it or anything like that. I just let it marinate. for whatever amount of time I can. If I would be having it the same day, then I would want to just make sure that I prep this earlier in the day so that it has the ability to, to really, you know, get as much marinade as possible. All right. Okay, so now it's time to cook it, right? Now it's time to cook it. Um, I put my oven at about 
385. I like it to be a little bit hot um, of an oven. Um, it gets a nice kind of, um, you know, uh, crispiness to it, I'm going to say, but not like, a, not like a fried chicken, but just it makes everything kind of have a nice little texture to it um, nice. so that it ha- while you're cooking it. And I cook it about 45 minutes. Um, yeah, one of the things... You just go right from the fridge to the... I do. So that's just what I was going to say. I try to take it out of the refrigerator first for about a half hour to kind of get some of that chill off of it so that it's, it heats back, it heats, heats up easier when I put it into the oven. Um, at about 385, I put it in and it goes about 45 minutes um, till it is bubbly and the chicken is cooked to, you know, 165. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't turn it when it's cooking. I don't do anything. I just kind of, I do take the saran wrap off. I know that sounds like a silly thing to say, but some people might forget to take your saran wrap off or your tinfoil or whatever you cover it with. Right. Um, and then you, I just bake it for that 45 minutes and it gets real bubbly, so it's real hot. Um, and then when it's time to serve, I tend to serve it. Um, sometimes I serve it with asparagus or Brussels sprouts, um, broccoli, the sauce that's in, in the chicken marabella is really, really delicious. So if you have something like a broccoli that you can kind of, um, you know, swirl around on your plate and really get that flavor. It's a, it's a nice thing to be able to do that. So you definitely want to have some of the sauce on your plate when you serve it. Yeah. Um, you know, the nice thing too is about that, you know, at 385, it's easy to do, um, you know, some vegetables like if you did the broccoli with a little bit of olive oil on the baking dish it'd be easy to put it in there for the last 20 minutes and it would probably come out just about the same time that this would be ready absolutely you know so that 385 is it you know some people are afraid to cook vegetables that high but again like you're saying i like them cooking them that because you'll get a little bit of that same crisp on the vegetable from the olive oil too yep Um, yep and i think that's a that's a that's a that's a, that's a good temperature i think that you could easily throw some veggies on there yeah to get it a little bit you know um, almost a roasting temperature yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. i think lots of people tend to cook at that 350 with veggies which definitely gets them cooked but that little bit higher temperature in my mind gets you that that, like you say that little roasty kind of flavor yeah and you know sometimes um a little bit of a side note but a lot of times we take our vegetables put olive oil and do them on the grill and so i'll cook it in the oven and you know my husband will take the broccoli and put that on the grill and and char the broccoli just a little bit on the grill and have it that way too um just again for that texture because sometimes you know that everything we've put in here the chicken can get soft just because it's a you know it's a soft meat right and when it's done you know it's not same with the um, artichokes are softer things so just like just as your bite you want to have have all the right flavors you got to want to have some of those textures too yeah the other thing that you know um i think is really good about this and i remember from mom making it too is it it's it is a really good leftover um it really is just as good the second day as it is the first day um And I, you know, and, and I'm anybody that knows me or has talked to me about um, food and nutrition knows that, you know, I'm a big believer in leftovers. You know, this is a nice, healthy meal. Like we said, I mean, you just got some really good fats in there, some good proteins. Um, it would make a, a delicious lunch the next day. And lunch tends to be where people struggle with um, finding good options and 
I'm always a big encourager of make some extra dinner and you're going to have a delicious lunch with good quality protein and all that kind of good stuff. So that's the other thing I like about this is, um, is the fact that it just holds really, you know, second time you eat it, it'll be good as good as the first Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as I said, you know, when you look at how much chicken I have, that that's why we have so much chicken because typically yeah. I plan it definitely to have um, at least one other as our main dinner once um, and then we usually have some of it for lunch and what I have done occasionally with it with lunch is taking the chicken and then chopped it up to be more like of the size that you would have in a chicken salad oh, yeah. and I've taken some of the the sauce to the side and just taken like an avocado mayo and just mixed it into the sauce a little bit so I've made just a little bit of a, of a cream sauce in that sense and then made that into a chicken salad and had it you know as on my salads as you know part of my lunch um, which is really good when I do that my husband's Bernie's super excited he's like oh we got Marabella chicken salad <laughs> nice that's great so how do you do that what do you, what do, you do to add to it what do you add to it so I usually add just a little bit um, either of my avocado mayo if I have it or just the mayo that we have is you know olive oil mayo or whatever but just a little bit so because it will have a lot of the, the liquid, the sauce, I'll just take a little bit of that, you know, out of the, the meat out of that and have some side of the sauce and just add a little bit of mayo and it makes just enough, you know, to something to bind together like a chicken salad. So you take the chicken and you just chop up the chicken and then you make this little bit of, you know, the sauce and then you mix that all together and it still has the olives and the capers and the artichoke. But now the chicken, instead of being a big, huge piece, is chunked like a chicken salad. Um, and then it has just this, just enough of the sauce to kind of hold it together. Cool. Yeah, well, that really is good. great. That sounds delicious. Um, cool. Well, that is our recipe, chicken marabella. So um, in the uh, notes on the podcast and then also on the Instagram post, we'll put the ingredients and recipe up for people. But uh, hopefully people give it a try. If you give it a try, we'd love to hear how it went. Um, if you have a recipe that you make that you think would be a good one to share and you enjoyed this podcast, then send that to us. Send that to me. I'd love to hear that. Um, Hillary, thank you for taking the time and talking with me today. I appreciate that a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Happy to. And um, thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. I appreciate that also. If you've got any questions, thoughts, comments, any of that kind of good stuff, you can find me on Instagram at Clear Nutrition For You, or you can send me an email, Matt at Clear Nutrition For You. Um, but love to hear from people. And my final words are eat real food, folks. Thank you very much. <laughs>